0: Hello and welcome to the Glide TV Recap's Doctor Who. Today we are on Season 1, Episode 13, the finale of this season, The Parting of the Ways. Uh, So, this obviously does quite a few uh, important things uh, in the background that we'll get into uh, later uh, for various reasons. Uh, So... What transpires in this episode? Well, uh, initially, uh, the Daleks uh, begin asking Rose Tyler, you know, what the doctor is planning on doing, but uh, she refuses to tell him as she really has no clue what he's going to try and do. But anyway, um, uh, he manages, uh, let's see, so the Daleks uh, launch some missiles at the TARDIS. Uh, It doesn't work. Uh, thanks to the extrapolator from Blondfell Foch, uh, Jack has rigged up a force field around the TARDIS. Uh, materializes on board the Dalek Saucer around Rose and the single Dalek Guardianer, which Jack destroys with uh, the gun he improvised back on the game station. Uh, the Doctor examines the wreckage of the Daleks and he muses that since it is now apparent that the Daleks survived the Time War, the Time Lords died for nothing. More on this in future seasons. Uh, the travelers exit the TARDIS and are immediately fired upon by the surrounding Daleks, but the force field uh, continues to protect them. As the doctor taunts the Daleks, reminding them that the Dalek legends call him the oncoming storm. This will be key later in Matt Smith time. Uh, and even though they claim to have eliminated all emotion, uh, he is assured that deep inside the Daleks still feel fear and faced with him. He asked how they survived the Time War is answered by a low, grating voice that they survived through him. The voice is that of the Dalek Emperor, a Dalek mutant suspended in a transparent tank of fluid, flanked by panels of armor and topped by an equally gargantuan Dalek-domed head. The Emperor explains that although the Doctor destroyed all the Daleks in the war, its ship survived, falling through time. Crippled but alive. The surviving Daleks, I can't do a Dalek voice unless I go the high one. I can't do the low one. Um, the surviving Daleks spent centuries hiding in the dark space, silently rebuilding, infiltrating Earth's systems, harvesting humans, and converting the genetic material into an army of Daleks. When Rose suggests that the, that makes the Daleks half human, the Daleks cry out that the remark is blasphemy. The doctor is surprised that the Daleks have such a concept. This is news to him. Uh, the Emperor Dalek declares that he reached into the dirt and made new life. He is the god of all Daleks. Even though it used human genetic material, only one cell in a billion was fit to be nurtured. And the Emperor insists that its manipulation resulted in the cultivation of pure And blessed Dalek. Uh, The Emperor announces that he is the god of all Daleks. Horrified, the Doctor realizes that the Daleks have been driven insane by the human values they have absorbed, becoming self-loathing fanatics who hate their own genetic makeup, which makes them deadlier than ever. The Travelers re-enter the TARDIS, and the Doctor returns them to Floor 500 at the game station. Uh, The Doctor eventually works out a plan... Uh, but we're not privy to it yet. Um, So then the Dalek fleet begins to head towards Earth uh, with the Emperor giving orders to purify the planet with fire, turn it into its temple. Uh, The Doctor begins to dismantle the panels in the control room. Uh, The Doctor is proposing to build and transmit a delta wave, uh, an energy wave that will fry every brain within the radius of the blast. Unfortunately, a wave of this magnitude would require about three days to build, uh, and the Dalek fleet will be on them in um, uh, 22 minutes, so not quite time for it uh, super well here. Uh, The Doctor must work very quickly here. Uh, So, Jack attaches the extrapolator to the station's system so the Daleks can't just explode, you know, the broadcaster there, Uh, but it won't prevent them from physically invading. Uh, to stop the plan here. Jack concentrates the force field on the top six levels of the station, so the Daleks will have to enter floor 494 and work their way up to 500. Uh, Rose stays behind to help the Doctor build the wave, while the others uh, go down to floor zero to try and scare up some volunteers to help hold back the Daleks. Uh, On floor zero, only a few join them. Others uh, do not believe that the Daleks still exist. Uh, Jack warns them all to stay on floor zero and keep quiet uh, back up on floor 500. The delta wave begins its buildup, but when the doctor checks to see how long it will need to build, he's very disappointed in it. Rose, is, uh, Rose suggests going back in time before these events transpired to start building the delta wave earlier, uh, but the doctor says it's impossible due to crossing the timeline uh, but when Rose asks how bad it is, the doctor brightens up and says it can work if he can use the TARDIS to cross his own timeline. He ushers her into the TARDIS and tells her to stay there while he powers up the station. He exits the TARDIS, uh, points to Sonic at the Sonic screwdri- at the ship, and makes it to dematerialize with Rose on board. Uh, Rose finds the TARDIS doors locked, and a hologram of the doctor appears, explaining to Rose that if she is receiving this message, The doctor is either dead or about to die with no chance of escape and is facing a foe that the technology of the TARDIS should not fall into the hands of. Uh, The TARDIS lands Rose uh, at her apartment complex in the 21st century and despite uh, her jiggling of the controls, she cannot get it to return back to the game station. Uh, Mickey comes running down the street having heard the distinctive sound of the TARDIS's engines. Uh, Jack contacts Floor 500. He finds that the doctor sent Rose away. Uh, Jack asks that the Delta wave is ready or will be ready in time. The Dalek Emperor breaks in on the transmission, noting that even if the wave is completed in time, it will not be able to discern between human and Dalek. It will wipe out all Daleks and all humans within its range. The doctor replies that there are colonies in space and the human race would still survive but the whole universe is in danger if he lets the Daleks live. Uh, The Doctor questions the Emperor on how it managed to scatter Bad Wolf throughout history, but the Emperor replies that that was not part of his design. Uh, Jack places Linda in an observation deck which has a heavy door to hold the Daleks out. Uh, From that deck, uh, Linda will monitor the sensors and update the rest of the humans on the Daleks' progress. Uh, the Daleks force the airlock on Floor 94 and begin to work their way up. Uh, back in the 21st century, Jackie and Mickey try to persuade Rose to go on with her life. Rose tells them that she cannot because the doctor showed her a better way to live. Uh, they head out to a, like, bench sitting in the middle of a empty... Parking lot or something? I couldn't quite figure out what this space was supposed to be. It's just a bench in the middle of an empty concrete square. I couldn't figure out what this was supposed to actually be or what the purpose of this place was. Yeah, I'm not sure what it is. uh, Rose notices the words Bad Wolf scrawled in very high letters on the ground in chalk and also in the form of graffiti on all the surrounding walls. She figures out the words are not a warning, but a message telling her that she can still get back to the doctor somehow. Uh, She runs for the TARDIS, hoping at least to help the doctor escape, and she tells Mickey that the TARDIS is telepathic. In order to make contact, they need to get inside it to open the console to get to the heart of the TARDIS. However, their first attempt to use uh, a chain attached to Mickey's car is unsuccessful. Uh, Then uh, on floor 495, uh, the android is used to dispose of three Daleks, uh, but that's as far as it can get. Uh, And then to Linda's Horror, instead of flying up to floor 496, Daleks fly down to zero, killing everyone left on that floor. Uh, back in the TARDIS, Jackie give attempts, uh, attempts to persuade Rose to give up, but Rose tells her that Pete, her father, will not have given up. And she relates uh, the story of Father's Day, essentially, back to Jackie and telling her that I met my father. I was that random girl you saw holding him while he died who then just wandered off, off down the street. Uh, I was that girl. Uh, and Jackie... Uh, It's not clear if Jackie is like, oh yeah, that was you definitely or not. But either way, Jackie leaves the TARDIS uh, for the moment. Uh, Back on the game station, uh, the Emperor uh, proudly proclaims that he has created heaven on Earth uh, after bombing Australia, mostly. and then Jack organizes the last stand against the Daleks, uh, concentrating fire on the eye Stalks. And it works on one Dalek, but the others overwhelm the barricades. Uh, Linda is thrown out of a window into the vacuum of space, killing her. And Jack is killed by the Daleks. Uh, back in the 21st century, all attempts to open the TARDIS have failed to this point. Uh, and then Jackie returns with a heavy-duty recovery vehicle loaned from an acquaintance who owes her a favor of some kind. Uh, and eventually they manage to tear the console open. Rose stares into the heart of the TARDIS, and energy from within the console flows into her eyes. The TARDIS doors close of their own accord, shutting Jackie and Mickey out. The TARDIS dematerializes. Uh, then Jack is killed, as I said, um... So then the Daleks glide into the control room, uh, and the Doctor threatens to activate the Delta Wave. Uh, The Emperor dares him to do so, to become like it, to become the Great Exterminator, uh, to make the choice between coward and killer. Uh, The Doctor cannot do so and states that he prefers to be a coward any day. Uh, The Doctor prepares for his death. The TARDIS materializes behind him. The doors open, the light from the TARDIS heart TARDIS's heart spilling out into the control room. In the middle of it all is Rose as the bad wolf glowing brightly. In answer to the doctor, Rose tells him that she looked into the TARDIS and it into her. doctor tells her that she looked into the time vortex, something no one is supposed to see. Uh, you know, Infused with this power, Rose stops and diverts a Dalek blast and explains that she is the bad wolf. And proceeds to scatter the name of the game station's owners through all of time and space to lead herself back to this point she can now see all of time and space the past present and all possible futures all she wants is the doctor to be safe and protected from the daleks the emperor declares that she cannot hurt it as it is immortal but rose proves the emperor wrong by waving her hand killing him all the daleks emperor fleet and those on earth are destroyed Rose declares that the time war has ended. However, the power continues to stream through Rose, and she is unwilling to let go of the power of life and death. A power demonstrated when outside the room and unseen by the Doctor, Captain Jack returns to life. Uh, The Doctor attempts to get her to relinquish what she has been given, but Rose weeps that she cannot cope with the power coursing through her body, and she is in great pain. Uh, The Doctor manages to draw the energy into himself, Uh, and Rose falls unconscious as the Doctor releases the Vortex energies back into the TARDIS. Uh, Jack makes it to the control room of the game station, only to see the TARDIS dematerialize without him. Uh, On board, Rose awakens, remembering little of what has transpired. As she tries to figure out what happened, uh, the Doctor tells her that he was going to take her to uh, so many places, like the planet of Barcelona. Uh, that has dogs without noses, apparently. Um, Rose does not quite understand what the doctor is talking about, is that he was going to take her. Why is this past tense? Why can't he take her? Uh, You know, she doesn't quite understand yet. Uh, The doctor explains that absorbing the energy of the time vortex into himself uh, has damaged him. Every cell in his body is dying, as they speak. Uh, Trying to both ease Rose's worry and explain the process of regeneration to her and to uh, new viewers who didn't know this, you know, is a thing that happens, Uh, the Doctor tells her that Time Lords have a trick that allows them to cheat death, but he will have to change. This incarnation will not see her again. Uh, Then the Doctor grins from ear to ear and remains smiling to the very end, moments later Energy courses through his body, and before Rose's astonished eyes, the Doctor's features change. He regenerates in his next incarnation. His short hair grows rapidly into thick brown locks. As the energy recedes, he raises back up with a different face, looking quite nonplussed about the whole uh, entity. The new Doctor uh, says hello and begins to introduce himself somewhat incoherently in a different accent, of course. Uh, He wonders where he was going to before saying, Oh, yes, Barcelona. As Rose stares at him in great shock, the doctor smiles. And that brings an end to this episode and uh, season one of Doctor Who here. Uh, So what questions do you have um, for me that I can attempt to answer here for you without uh, explaining too much of the future of the show here? Okay, because I don't have that many. Oh, okay. I mean, you know, it's... It's an
1: interesting episode. Uh, a lot of things happen. Shoo. Well, they, they pack a lot into 40, 45, 50 minutes or so. Um, so, what was I going to say? <laughs> oh, boy. See, I don't think I had anything. Uh, You explain it so well here. Uh, the bad wolf, yeah, I don't know where they were when they're. You know, I would say like they were sitting at a park or something, but
0: yeah, I couldn't quite figure you know. it out <laughs> about what that was supposed to be.
1: I was thinking like, okay, you know, she's there and she's upset. And did they walk six miles away from the house to? But you know, that's uh, no big deal there. Um. I guess uh, you know Jack. I guess he's stuck on Station
0: Five now. Uh, Um, for a while. uh, Mm. We'll we'll see him again later. Don't worry.
1: And it's uh, you know interesting how the the Doctor knows he's dying and regenerating, which I guess he should know he's doing that. Uh, So he knows he's going, and here's the new Doctor. And I know Rose is surprised because, of course, you would be like, well, you can't be the doctor, even though she saw him regenerate right in front of her. And he told her he was going to do that. But she's still quite surprised and doesn't believe he's the new doctor. Uh, Until the next episode, probably. Uh, Other than that... I mean, unfortunately, and I know it's, you know, for the time frame and they didn't want a part three, but to get rid of the Daleks was rather easy.
0: Uh, Well, when you absorb all the powers of the time vortex, yeah, a lot of things become quite trivial at that point. I mean,
1: when you kill the one and then they all just disintegrate, that's, um, I don't know, I... I have a
0: hard time believing that would ever happen, but um, I guess. Well, you know, since this show is so grounded in reality, let's go out and find the time <laughs> vortex. and. Well, sure, let's do that.
1: Um, yeah, it's a good episode, though. So I don't really have any other questions,
0: though. So. All righty. Um, well, I have a few notes. So Jack informs us that uh, in the future... You know, he's from the 51st century initially is what we uh, hear a few episodes ago back in Empty Child. So, at that point, apparently, uh, the Time War is kind of known, but most people uh, believe it to just be a legend of, you know, the past. Of something that uh, is just kind of a a myth that people, you know, talk about and whatnot in his time. Uh, We hear that the Doctor is referred to as the Oncoming Storm. In the Dalek legends, as I said before, this will be important in Matt Smith. So we got, you know, three seasons till this is important. Uh, We meet the Emperor of the Daleks in this episode. Mm -hmm. Uh, We also learn that the Doctor was personally responsible for a, quote, Inferno uh, that destroyed all of the Daleks. Uh, We learn that the Emperor used the remains of dead humans to create a new Dalek race that is largely insane and hates itself. Uh, this is not the last time that, you know, a Doctor Who foe is going to prey upon uh, the Earth's dead for uh, various reasons. Obviously, we had that earlier with the Gelth or the attempt to with the Gelf earlier, and this will be a, you know, relatively common occurrence, really, actually, uh, more than you would think. Uh, the Doctor explains that he's not really able to go back into the past to notify people of future events, Uh, that he is involved in in the technically future, but in his present at that time, you know, he can't go back, you know, like 10 days earlier than uh, where they're at right now in this episode to tell everyone, hey, guys, the Daleks are doing this. I'm going to start building the Delta Wave now, okay? Bye. He can't do that uh, for various reasons. But he could theoretically just leave and let, you know, whatever happens, happens, which in this case would be Uh, the Daleks kill everyone. He could just let that happen, but uh that's not what he's gonna do. Um we learn uh for the first time that the TARDIS can be controlled uh via the Sonic screwdriver. Uh we get another bad wolf appearance of course uh both with you know the physical manifestation with Rose here but also um the appearance in the chalk writing and all that graffiti surrounding Rose and Mickey on that weird bench in the middle of nowhere that they were at. Um, Rose absorbs the time vortex, becomes the bad wolf, giving herself power over the entirety of time and space, and the ability to destroy everything in a cellular, cellular level, as, well as giving life to things that have died. She uses this on Captain Jack, but no one else, notably. Uh, and then, uh, so this large excess of chronal energy here, right, uh, the Doctor absorbs from Rose, Uh, throws all of his cells into rapid decay, uh, which of course uh, triggers a regeneration. And lastly, and most notably other than the whole bad wolf thing, uh, we meet the next doctor, uh, David Tennant, who will guide us for the next three seasons, four years, roughly here. Uh, So that's that. Uh, We hear about the planet Barcelona, in this episode and we must move the move to tears counter up to three now for me uh, the lunch scene with Mickey and Jackie did it for me the regeneration didn't really because like I'm not super attached to Eccleston as the doctor it's like one season of him and <laughs> the first like four episodes he's kind of not very good like I don't really like him much for the first start of the series uh-huh. Um for reasons that you know make sense as far it's not eccleston's acting eccleston's fine it's just the way the character's written is not you know not great to me the first the start of the series though uh that's for reasons i can't quite explain or we can skip a couple episodes and we're not going to do that so uh all in all though yeah um this is you know for russell t davies first generation arc this is a um, an unusual one, but it it, it kind of works. Uh, so, you know, I guess you can't really ask for too much more at at, at the start here, at least uh, when they haven't built large mythology back in yet, like we will get into later. Um, you have anything to add here? Uh, no, looking over the notes and stuff, and uh, not really. Nope. No. All right, then that'll do it for this episode of the Glide TV Recaps Doctor Who. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed. If you did, make sure to subscribe to the show for more great content like this. And until that next episode, goodbye.